thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. singing with her and he's white So there we go. That was Mandisa's song featuring Toby Mack, who is white, and Kirk Franklin, who is black, and Mandisa, who's black, singing the song Bleed the Same from a long time ago. Actually, I think this was like written a couple years back. So hello, people. All right. So uh, we are going to talk about a couple things first. I want to welcome you to the show. 
Thank you for coming in. It's Saturday. No, it's not Sunday. Today's Sunday, people. It's Saturday somewhere, maybe else in the world. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> no. It's Monday, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so tonight what we're going to do, is, this is our Sunday in the Scriptures um, show, and Bareface is going to go ahead and open God's Word, and he's going to talk about... Um, you know, honest cries of breaking hearts. Yeah, honest cries of breaking hearts. It's better than hallelujah. Is that why you were playing that song? Yes. Okay, you can play it later. Look good. Or <laughs> it's not necessary. Anyway, but I came in here. I told him. I said, "Look, I gotta, I gotta say something at the top of the show, and then let you talk." You gotta vent. I'm not gonna vent. But, okay. Well, yeah. Okay, it is a little bit of a vent. Okay, I'm gonna vent just for a minute. Maybe two, three, four, maybe five at the at the high end. You can time me. And what I'm going to say comes from my heart because, well, obviously most of what I say, pretty much everything I say and everything you say comes from your heart, out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks, right? So I lately have been, you know, on Facebook. Here's what, here's what stirred this, this, thought and why I'm using Mandisa's song at the beginning of the show. You know, our country is divided racially because of the government and the media flame, you know, fanning the flame of this disunity and dissension. And it's the truth. It really is. It's the media's fault. Uh, they're doing it. Um, it got worse under the Obama administration. Okay. He's the one that decided to fit to fan the flames of racism in our country with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, both black dudes of high um, wealth and status. Um, and then, of course, you've got people like o Oprah Winfrey, also very wealthy black lady. You might know her. Um, you know, out there flaming the fans of, of racism. All over the flames. Yeah, that's what I meant. You know. And, you know, let's just admit it. It happens. You know, but here, here's here's why I got to say what I got to say. I've been on Facebook for a very long time, and it's only been in the last few years, actually, that I've seen a lot of my black women friends. And yes, I'm going to say black, and if that offends you, oh, well, get a, build a bridge and get over it. You know, because that's the thing. Like, what, black? Like, do I demand being called Caucasian? You know, it's like, are you African-American? No, I'm not African. I'm just an American, but I'm a black woman. Okay, all right, whatever. It's obvious. I'm white. So what? Who gives a crap? Okay, but anyway, so I've been seeing all these posts about, about women, black women in business seminars. You know, black women empowerment. Black women who hate white men and the white women that love them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, I mean, it seems like there's, like, black women this, black men this, black, 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 black. And, just, and what really got me was I was in a Legal Shield group, Team New Vision, okay, headed up by a black man, Darnell Self, who's a millionaire. He's the number two income earner in Legal Shield. The number one is a white guy. <gasps> Brian Carruthers, he outdid the black guy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh can it be? Oh, my gosh. No. It, it's, it's, you know, the black man is still oppressed under the black. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, in this group, the Team New Vision group, it's primarily mostly black people. Okay. I'm just going to say it. And Darnell himself is actually, and he is a Christian, by the way, he has actually come out and made a point to basically say, hey, white folk, if you're sick of seeing all us black folk make all the money, then get off your butt and go make some money. Basically, he's basically said that. So anyway, I'm in this group earlier, and this black lady, she decides to post a video of a black man, a, um, um, Tyler Perry, who's speaking at a black entertainment television event, and she's talking about, you know, how this should be inspiring to all of us and all this other stuff. Now, as a white woman, I'm irritated by it, okay? I am very irritated by it. Not because I'm a racist and I hate black people. No, I'm irritated by it because there's no reason for it. There's zero reason to encourage that this has to be posted in a group except to, 
you know, unite under black power, you know, and, and how all those black people are oppressed for always. And, and the world hates black people. And because of this, we have to keep empowering ourselves. I mean, I don't know of any white entertainment television network, you know, that's called that. Why, why is there a black entertainment bet? Why? Why? Okay. So I am sick of it. Okay. And on behalf of people everywhere, I'm going to say a couple of things. If you don't like it, you can leave. I don't care. Number one, we need to stop focusing on the color of our skin. Okay. You didn't create yourself to be whatever color you are. God did. He made you your color. There's nothing you can do about it. Even if you go to a tanning booth, good luck. You're still your right, your original color. Okay. Just saying. Number two, I believe it was Martin Luther King Jr. who who made the comment that we should be focusing on the character of a person as opposed to the color of their skin. Correct me if I'm wrong, okay? I could be wrong because I'm not that smart, right? This is the other thing that gets me, though. Not all black people are oppressed, just like not all white people, Asian people, Mexican people, Filipino people, every other race under the sun people. There's bad apples in every single race, right? There are bad apples in the white race. You know, we call them white trash, right? You know, there are bad apples in the black community. That's why the black on black racism in the black community is so high. And I actually learned about that from a black woman when I was in grad school. And by the way, that black woman is now a doctor, by the way. I'll also say this. You know what? Uh, we need to get beyond that and say, hey, you know what? Let's, let's care more about character. Let's care more about breaking the cycles of abuse within family lines that lead to the dysfunction and the immorality and the drug abuse, the sexual violence, the rape, the murder, the drug addiction, all that crap that is prominent in every race. And if you want to talk about black people being oppressed all over the world, then let me just say this. If you go to countries that are primarily black and look at the leadership of those nations, guess what color they are? Black. So the black community needs to fix itself instead of walking around like a peacock and like I'm all about black empowerment. You need to stop being hypocrites and you need to fix yourself. Okay. And the rest of us need to stop it too and we also need to knock it off with this whole division and racism stuff and i posed this question on my facebook and yeah i am a little irritated because you know what i could as a middle-aged white woman who was raised on welfare by a very screwed up parent and i was a child of divorce man a victim of incest sexual abuse you know, a dry alcoholic mother and a, an abusive father that, by the way, I happen to take care of today. And I can tell you what, I was overlooked for promotions because of my income level, because I lived in poverty on food stamps. I had to beg for food. I had to go to schools where I had to, I was forced to eat the cafeteria food and taco snacks that were provided by HUD because I lived you know, with a slum mother, basically, right? And I'm not kidding you. That is my background, you know? And my mom would go to pick and save. She'd buy a $5 pair of earrings and she'd want to give them to me. And she'd go home and she'd like go, oh, you know what? I can't really afford it. And then the next week, she would go through like 15 newspapers, clip coupons to the nth degree. Occasionally, she might sell Avon so that she could get herself some jewelry or something. The poverty was there. I remember eating hot dogs and macaroni and cheese for a whole month, okay? I hate hot dogs to this day. I don't like them. I don't eat macaroni and cheese, okay? I mean, not that it was horrible. I grew up on Hamburger Helper when you need a helping hand. We had so much Hamburger Helper growing up that my mom actually would send in those like USB code things in order to get the t-shirt. Yeah, because she wanted to give me a new shirt. So I actually had a Hamburger Helper 
when you need a helping hand t-shirt because my mom was so great that she got those stamps, you know, and, and all that. Meanwhile, though, she's slumming around, you know, sleeping around with men who are not good for her. Cigarette smoking. She ends up dying early in her early 50s, her mid, like 57, a cancer. You know, she lived a bad life. She paid for it in the end, people, right? But, you know, I could have let all that crap you know, hinder me and put me down and make me hate the world and hate all white black people or black white people. Just hate people in general because all people suck, you know. But you know what I'm going to tell you? This is what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that it's black people that actually came to my rescue. Do you know that when I first reported my sexual abuse to the church I went to, it was white folk. Yeah, it was. It was a white pastor and his white wife that did nothing. I went to my high school where there was a black woman named Gladys. Good black name. And she was the counselor. Higher education, just saying. And she was the one that actually called the cops. So that my white perpetrator could get arrested. The SOB that he was and my mom should have been as well but no it was no you know it was actually a black person that came to my rescue just so you know so i ain't prejudiced in that regard at all but i am sick and tired of looking at all this black empowerment bs that really there there's no need for it okay all of us come from circumstances that we can't control but what we can control is we can control our attitude we can control our success. We can control, you know, our character, who we are as people. And we can control lifting everybody up instead of just one race. That's what I'm irritated by more than anything. I am so sick and tired of one race, like, talking about their empowerment. But just think about it. Okay, so it's about a black women in business seminar empowerment. Yes, we're black women who want to teach other black women how to get rich okay now imagine if i decided you know what everybody hey i'm gonna hold a seminar called white women empowerment how to increase money for white women in business how the hell do you think that would go over are you really secretly a member of the kkk yeah i know you are i know there's probably a, a cross in your front yard it's on fire right now because because you're a white woman trying to create white wealth. Am I right? Or am I right? So why is it acceptable? Why is it acceptable for the black community to be doing this? Just curious. Oh, wait, I know. It's acceptable because of the racism and the slavery and all that, right? But lest we forget, it was the Republican Party and a lot of white folk that actually did the right thing and helps, you know, and spoke out against slavery and all that. And here it is, almost 2020, and people everywhere are enslaved. Jewish people are constantly being attacked. Where are the Jewish empowerment groups out there? Just curious, wonder where they're at. You know? I People get mad at the Jews. This is the irony of it all. Just think about this. The Jewish people, an actual race, are oppressed and hated by the people because they're so rich. Yeah, they are. And yet the Jews have impacted the world in ways that like no other race has. Right? Am I right? What about Polish people? The Hungarians? What about them? The Filipinos? The English? And their big staunch noses and snooty ways. I mean, seriously, people, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's, if you want to find problems, you're going to only find the problems. You're going to find something to gripe about. You're going to find something to complain about. You're going to feel oppressed because there's always going to be somebody who wants a free handout or to act as if, you know, the whole world owes them something. You know, I, I remember, and Randall, I believe will remember this, when I was starting my education, my college education, <clears throat> we were pretty broke, probably as probably we're probably more broke now than we were then but we i had to apply for financial aid 
to for my associate degree because I didn't have a mommy and daddy put me through college. And like some of you white folk out there and black folk are doing for your kids, you're you're scrimping and saving and putting your your princess, your little prince through college and and hoping that they actually appreciate it. Good luck with that. If I was a parent today, I wouldn't. I'd be like, kid, you go you go work your butt off like I did and put yourself through college. I don't owe you a college education. You can apply for a scholarship. But anyway, my point is, so anyway, I go into the financial aid office. And I remember there was a woman of a different race. I won't say what race it was, but they were pregnant out of wedlock with their second child. And I remember hearing that person say, uh, the financial aid person say, oh, because you're, you know, you got two kids and you're single mom, we can go ahead and pretty much foot the whole bill for your college education. Meanwhile, me and Randall are working our butts off trying to even meet the bills. I'm trying to go to school. We're married. We did it right. And no financial aid for us. Why? Was it because of the color of my skin? No. It was because I was actually moral and did it right. I didn't sleep around and have children out of wedlock and then expect the dang handout from the government. Right? But it was our way of trying to help us get, you know, get ahead. Well, get ahead. Learn some morals ahead of time and do it right. This, this is what irritates me. You know, people talk about discrimination. Talk about discrimination? Have you lived in California and tried to be a white woman? Just saying. <laughs> Illegal immigrants can come over here to this country. They can get the whole world handed to them on a platter while me and my husband have to pay through taxes through the nose to cover these illegal aliens. Just saying. Oh, wait, you're now you're being a racist. No, I'm not. I'm telling the truth. And people don't like it when you actually tell the truth. Am I right? I'm right. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it because in Christ, the, the in Jesus, there should be no discrimination. Right? There, we, you know, I don't think when we get, get up there and we're going to meet the Lord, hopefully if we make it right, you know, I don't think we're going to go, Jesus is going to go, well, you know, I just filled my white quota here in heaven of white people. And wait, oh wait, hold on. I needed 753 black people to come in this month. I'm not sure. Well, you're, you would have been, if you were black, you could have got in, darn it. But you know what? There's just too many white people here. I think you have to go down below. Just saying. <laughs> and yeah, that sounds stupid, right? But that's how people are. That is so how people are, and it irritates me. And, you know, I have to say something. I have a lot of black girlfriends who I absolutely love and adore. I have a ton of respect for. So I'm not bagging on any of them at all. In fact, I have friends that, you know, the husbands are black, the wife is white, or the wife is white or black, or and the husband's white. You know, interracial marriages years ago used to be like, oh! <gasps> Oh my gosh, should we even go walk in public? Because, you know, might, ah! you know, people might look at us weird. Now it's so common, you know. It, it, it's just, it's just this little minority that likes to just bully the rest of us. And I think, frankly, the rest of us need to stand up and say enough is enough, people. Just like Mandisa said, we all bleed the same. Look, you cut me, I cut you, we're going to bleed the same exact color. Right? When we're in an accident and rush to emergency and we have some surgeon, do you really give a crap what color they are working on you? Oh, wait. That guy, Dr. Ben Carson, is black. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I want him taking the brains of my two children apart because he's black. Really? I mean, you know how asinine that sounds. And yet there are people that think that way. And it drives me crazy and it needs to stop people. You know, you know what's so funny is I'm white as all get out, right? But you know what I have the most in common with black women? My hair. I cannot tell you the number of black women who come up to me and like say, hey, sister, love your hair. <laughs> or do you have any African in you? I'm like, uh, actually, no, I really don't. But hey. You know what? Isn't it great to have naturally curly, big, thick hair? Mine just happens to be a little lighter than yours. What do you use on yours? I need some help. You know, I, it just it just drives me crazy. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. I could rant more, but bareface, you want to weigh in because this is your show.
Do you all hate me now? I mean, can you put a Hi, one Joe. if you hate me? Charles Johnson told you to stop. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Charles Johnson on, on Facebook. He said, a long time ago, he said, please stop. Oh. You, you're still cute, though. Oh. <laughs> well. But I think uh, uh. if he stuck around and listened to everything, yeah, it just. I think Yeah. maybe just... he doesn't, you know, doesn't think that you're the ignorant, um, the accidental racist that he might have believed that you were at the start. See, that's the thing. As a white person, how dare I say this stuff? But if I was black, hey, be perfectly fine. Wouldn't it? I married a black man. I mean, look how dark he is. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. God, people. It, it just... You're uh... certainly melanin challenged. Yeah, and don't think people haven't made any comments about it. Yeah. Okay? Look, do you know, I feel discriminated against because I'm so white. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Is that a skin color or is that a cultural thing or is that a, what do it mean to be so white? It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's just, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Okay. No thoughts in the chat room besides the other guy that I don't even know who made a comment? It's nothing just getting... going on on YouTube, nothing Sorry. going on in Twitch, nothing going on in Mixer. Yeah, it's because the title of the show didn't bring them in. They didn't know they were going to get that racism rant. That's well, all right. they would have. <laughs> you're, you're right. If I said racism rant then in the title, <laughs> certainly would have brought people in. But uh, undesirable attention, I think. I, I just, you know, I just am sick of it and I want it to stop. Instead of focusing on the color of our skin and black empowerment or white empowerment or whatever, I think we should be. Focusing on building people, the character of people, you know? I mean, because I could whine about my background and say, oh, you know, let's play a violin, you know, blah, 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 um, blah, blah. You know what? Build please. a freaking bridge and get over it and get help for yourself. My mom was a loser, okay? I'm just going right. to say it. I sure. love her, but she was a freaking loser. She was a horrible, rotten example of a female woman and taught me nothing about proper way to be empowered yeah. so logos theo says i'm black and you said nothing offensive well good. good at least to you i'm sure somebody out there is going to be mad at me but whatever i have a right to to say what i want you know and, and that's my point okay i'll be quiet because randall's like it's his show i'm i'm done now. i'm done i'm done people it's not my show yeah, it is. i'm the sidekick your head got smaller. It will get smaller if I flatten my hair, but you like curly hair. Yeah. All right. And they told me to calm down. I'm not. I'm not going to calm down. No. All right. Well, hey. This is Sunday. This is why I don't watch the news. This saying. This this <laughs> rant come, became a rant because of Facebook and what I saw on Facebook. I don't watch the news because I know I would get mad. Okay, I'm done. I'll be quiet now. Yes, this is a Bible study now. We're done now. <laughs> Every show has to have an opening monologue. That was it, people. I'm done. Bye. Bye-bye. See you. All right. I'll give it 15 seconds. But anyway, as I was thinking about what I might um, share with you tonight from the Word, you know, I've found myself recently, it's probably recently getting over illness and then just discouraging things in business or lack thereof and, and um, pinhole leaks and the uh, supply line to the dishwasher causing another water issue in the kitchen and uh, it just seems like there's always something there that is <laughs> that uh, always something to you know kind of set things back and I was feeling a little discouraged and I remember from you know uh, years before when feeling discouraged to read Psalms 140 through 150 uh, only I, I started doing that and Psalm 143 stuck out to me uh, it's not a happy rah-rah uh, psalm, but it's an honest 
prayer. It's an honest cry of a breaking heart. And so I wanted to look at that, walk through that with you, and uh, just see what the Lord would have for us. So this Bible is the only book that comes with its author. And, and in Psalm 119, we read the prayer. Uh, uh, I'm trying to come up with a particular translation, but basically it says, uh, and open the eyes of my heart that I might behold wonderful things from your law. There, there's a prayer uh, to God to open his word uh, to the reader. And so with that uh, biblical precedent, I continue in the same. So let's pray. Father God, you are the awesome God, the one and only true God, maker of heaven and earth. We thank you for your patience, your kindness, your love, your faithfulness uh, through all generations. This word of yours that has been preserved throughout the ages for our instruction, for our education, for our equipping. And we pray that you would use this time uh, to speak to us from your word. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, spirits that are receptive to your spirit, that we might receive all that you have for us. We offer ourselves and this time to you, to use as you will for our good, your glory. We ask in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. All right, a primary text for this evening is Psalm 143. I'm reading from the New King James Version because although I do prefer the, the pronouns of the old King James Version uh, with its uh, singular and plural second person, which we've lost in modern English, um, you know, some folks kind of struggle with that. So I was looking for a modern translation that was uh, still fairly true to the original text. And anyway, so I decided on New King James. We read, and of course here in Bible Hub, they put these headings on here. Uh, an earnest appeal for guidance and deliverance. But that's not in the original text. What is, is a psalm of David. And he writes this prayer, this song, if you will. Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness answer me, and in your righteousness. Do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no one living is righteous. So, hear my prayer, give ear to my supplications. Is that not redundant? No, it's not. Um, because this is pretty accurate translation. It's, it's like, um, I hear my prayer, um, um, want you to actually hear the sound to, you know, not fade off into space, I wanted to reach you and give ear. So, um, you know, incline your ear or, or, or pay attention uh, is the idea. Give attention to my supplications. Uh, you know, a, a conscious volitional attention. So, in your faithfulness, answer me. Not, notice, not in your judgment, answer me. Uh, you are faithful. God is faithful even when we are faithless. Uh, and, and in your righteousness, answer me. Um, do right things and faithful. And do not enter into judgment with your servant. Why? Because I'm not deserving? No. For in your sight, no one living is righteous. Um, all deserve judgment. There's none of us that um, measure up to God's holiness that are deserving strictly of his, you know, favor. Um, we're, we're all 
we're we are all unjust. We are all worthy, if you will, or deserving rather of of God's judgment, because as the Scripture says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And David realizes this. He's saying, you know, answer me your righteousness and your faithfulness. He's not saying, answer me fairly, answer me according to I deserve, because, you know, don't answer me judgment, for in your sight, no one living is righteous. Uh, All of us are deserving your judgment. I'm not looking for fairness here. I'm looking for grace and mercy here. Verse 3, for the enemy has persecuted my soul. Now, I'm taking issue with the translation with the definite article, the, here. It's not in the Hebrew text. Um, There is no article at all. Uh, I've seen some English translations say for an enemy. And I think that's a little safer translation. Because we might look at this and say the enemy as in the adversary, Hasatan, or Satan, as we say. Uh, in English, um, the adversary, Hasatan, is what he's called in the Hebrew, which means the adversary. So the definite article, the, is not here in the original Hebrew. So an enemy, the idea is whether it's, you know, a re- repetitive enemy, you know, an enemy that always causes trouble, or just an enemy in general. An enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. Obviously, it doesn't mean he's dead. Um, that is that, you know, it just just feels beaten down. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who have long been dead. So there's a sense in which because of this persecution, because of these circumstances that he's finds himself in, that he's made to dwell, doesn't mean he's actually in in a dark place, which is like those who've long been dead, that, you know, there's no ongoing um, plans and dreams and hopes of, uh, of a great future, like in this moment, um, it's obscurity, it's, it's, I'm in survival mode here. Uh, I'm not, you know, my life is, he has crushed my life to ground, he's made me to dwell in darkness. I'm not in a place of uh, of triumph and victory here. It's just, it's not thriving, it's surviving. Therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. That pretty much sums it up. If we didn't get that from the first three verses where David is coming from in this prayer, uh, that's it right there. His spirit is overwhelmed. His heart is distressed. Verse 5, I remember the days of old. I will meditate on all your works. I muse on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Selah, or so there's a a coda, if you will, there in the music, or there's a rest, you know, like a um, dotted whole rest or something, or you know, um, an indefinite rest. There is just take a moment and let this sink in. He's he's honest with his situation. My life is crushed to the ground. I'm dwelling in darkness. My spirit is overwhelmed. My heart is distressed. And so, what? And so, woe is me. Nobody likes me. Think I'll go eat worms. Uh, that the you know because I'm in this place, being overwhelmed and distressed. I'm just going to sit here and wallow in it. And, and meditate on what a wretch I am and how much my life sucks and, and, the, and nobody treats me right and I don't get nothing good. Um, 
no, that's that's not his that's not his response to it. There's an honest uh, an honest admission. He's crying out to God, supplication. I need supply. God, this is where I'm at. I'm overwhelmed. My heart is distressed. What? I remember days of old. I meditate on all your works. Now, days of old here. You know, all your works. Like, go back to the beginning. You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And and going back to the history of Israel, bringing them out. Well, uh, calling Abraham out of the... Um, you know, out of the land of the Chaldees, you know, away from his his culture and his family and and God calling to follow him and promising to him, you know, the, the land uh on which he walked to him and his descendants and he would make his descendants more than the stars and et cetera, and all the way to deliverance out of Egypt and all the miracles worked there. Um I muse on the work of your hands, um, the, the the stars, the trees, water, life, DNA. I mean, he's taking the time while his situation may be overwhelming and distressing. He begins to meditate on all your works, all the works of God. Uh, in the heavens and in the earth probably even in his life, in the life of his people, in his own personal life, um, all that God had done. And in response, he says, I hang my head and curl up into a fetal position. No, <laughs> he says, I, I spread out my hands to you. That's like lifting up, you know, lifting up of holy hands, lifting up, lifting up hands to God to like lift him up and also open hands to receive that you know it's 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 um it's um in a way it's a sign of victory you know to have arms up that way you know you do that when when you um you know are expecting expectant of of a better future um and then you know, I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. And these go together. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Um, it's not like my soul is dry, I'm overwhelmed, I'm distressed, I need a drink. You know, I need a stiff drink. That's that's not going to satisfy his soul. That's only going to numb uh, his experience. Um, he realizes my soul longs for you. Uh, that's what I need more of. And so I'm spreading my hands to you to receive. What's going on inside of me is overwhelm and distress and, 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 and darkness and just discouragement. Uh, but what I'm needing in this situation is I need more of you. I lift my hands to you, my soul. I longs for you like a, a thirsty land. Verse 7, answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. Uh, there's an urgency here. My spirit fails because of this overwhelm, because of this distress. I don't think I can go on. And so what I need is I need you, Lord. I, my soul longs for you. Answer me speedily. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. Now, if you're familiar um, with the Hebrew scriptures, I think of Proverbs especially. There's a lot of talk about going down to the pit. Those who are led there by the adulterous woman and and through their greed and... Uh, and those things that go down to the pit, uh, you know, the pit of Sheol, the, the grave and the place of the dead, uh, not the place of the living of, of those uh, awaiting eternal life, those who are consumed with earthly things, fleshly things, uh, they're going down to the pit. And so David, though I think... I believe he doesn't 
believe that he's destined to go down to the pit. He says, do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. I don't want to be inward focused. I don't want to be earthly focused. I don't want to be earthbound uh, to where there's no hope. Uh, you know, I have a godless life. I don't want that. I don't hide your face from me. I, I need to know you're near. I need to you to fill my thirsty soul that longs for you. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. I love this that he knows he knows the answer he knows the he knows the resolution the solution to his problem um he knows left to his own devices you know self help is is a misnomer it's an oxymoron you know all these self help books if you could help yourself you wouldn't be in trouble in the first place <laughs> it's like save yourself from drowning well if you could save yourself from drowning you wouldn't be drowning in the first place you know, um, certainly there are things we can do, you know, to, to better our situation, but in terms of, you know, if, if we're in a situation, um, getting out of a situation, uh, requires, requires help and divine intervention, uh, especially a spiritual condition, a spiritual situation, certainly needs a spiritual resolution. And it's only God who by his spirit can revive our spirits. Because, you know, going back to the garden, he breathed into the nostrils of mouth, you know, breathed into the nostrils of man, the breath of life, and became a living soul. And, you know, Ecclesiastes and some of the other scriptures talk about God who gave us our spirit, that it's it's his domain. Don't forget our sponsor. I won't forget our sponsor. So, so, this is what I need, Lord. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you I trust. Cause me to the way in which I should walk. You know, where do I go from here? How do I get out of this? You're, you need to teach me. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. For to you, uh, for I lift up my soul to you. Uh, I'm in a spiritual uh, crisis here. I'm in a place of, of inner despair. The way out, Lord, is from you. I'm, cause me to hear your loving kindness. You know, I'm lifting up my soul to you. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. Deliver me. Um, verse 9. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. In you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. I love this. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. That... So often, we may be taken out of the circumstances of which enemies have caused us uh, to exist in for some time, but we still let them speak to us, the voices of our enemies, be they people or a past or or even our own criticisms. Uh, we may be free from the physical effects, but are we truly delivered from them? Um, and delivering is, is taking those shackles off, taking those chains off. We need to be delivered from our enemies. Take our shelter in him. Again, teach you to do your will. Your spirit's good. Lead me. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake. Not revive me so I can say I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and and I'm so awesome. Lord, 
you know, revive me for your name's sake. I'm, you know, I call myself a Christ follower, one who follows you, and for you, uh, your name's sake, that others might see uh, your goodness. For your righteousness' sake, bring me, bring my soul out of trouble. In your mercy, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul. For I am your servant. And so there's this, this, this uh, strategy here. Uh, I'm overwhelmed. I'm distressed. These things are just getting me down. Um, Lord, what I'm needing is you. I'm lifting my hands to you. Lord, like the first thirsty land, I need you to fill me up. Um, uh, these things, these people, places, past, whatever it is that would have its hold on me, I want to be your servant. Cause me to do your loving kindness. Let you know your spirit's good. Teach me your, do your will. Teach me the way in which I should walk. You revive me for your name's sake, for your righteousness' sake, bring me out of trouble. Um, you know, I am your servant. It's rather than be a victim of these people, places, past, you know, the, the victim of circumstances, I'm going to be a, you know, a, a, a un, an unwilling victim of this. Let me get my hands in here. I'm being too wide with my gesticulations. I'm going to be a servant of you, a volitional servant of you. Instead of an unwilling victim of that, a volitional, you know, a decisive servant of you and want to um, be the recipient and reflection of your glory. And I want to hit another scripture, but before I do that, I want to let you know that you can get some solid Bible encouragement, um, more scholarly than you'll find from me, and where I've learned quite a bit of stuff, um, especially from the founder of Ariel Ministries, Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum, who, an author I've read more than any other. So point your web browser on your mobile device or on your desktop, whatever, tablet, Point your browser to ariel.org, A-R-I-E-L.org. There you'll find the home of Ariel Ministries, and you'll find a store there, the Ariel store, with wonderful, wonderful biblical resources, Bible teaching from a Messianic Jewish perspective, a.k.a. biblical perspective. And not only will you find some great stuff there to grow in your faith and knowledge of the Lord, you can save 20% on anything you find in the store when you use the coupon code BIBLENEWS. So Bible News, concatenated all together, B-I-B-L-E-N-E-W-S, Bible News. Use that coupon code when you check out and you will save 20%. That's one-fifth, people. That's a pretty good savings on um, stuff. And, and a lot of it is affordable to begin with. There's items there for under five dollars and you know up and you can save 20 percent on any and all things in the store using the coupon code bible news so i encourage you to check that out if you don't if you want some suggestions where do you start if you go to biblenewsradio.com click the resources item there on the main menu it will take you to our recommended resources page and you can see a number of things we recommend in the Clicking on them for details will take you right to the page on Ariel's store where you can purchase it. And uh, I'll let you know about a couple other things, just so you know. Um, things going on there in the ticker down below. Uh, we encourage you to sign up uh, for our text message list, or I really should say Stacy's text message list. I have nothing to do with it really nope he has nothing really to do with anything and you see it coming up right now below my face <laughs> headed toward her face text bible news to 33222 for updates contests and more indeed put you on that text list if you're not already on it yep simple yep that's how we that's how i communicate pretty much with it with with everybody because 
people don't read their email today, or at least not a lot of it. A lot of it goes to spam, blah, 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 blah. And I don't need to write an email to convey what we need to convey in a sentence. So <laughs> that's why we do it. So I think that's it, right? Yeah, I also invite you to become a Bible News Radio pillar. Go to BibleNewsRadio.com. Click the Give uh, menu item there if you're so inclined. Uh, any gift uh, is helpful to <laughs> perpetuate this ministry. And for your love gift this month, we're, no, we're, we don't do any of that stuff. Can't afford to. Okay. <laughs> but next Saturday. Next Saturday. Don't forget. People, don't forget. Todd Hampson is going to be our guest. You know, he is the author of this book, The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation, despite the way this character is, is actually the nonprofit. <laughs> uh, and I do have one to give away, and I will give that away during the show. So be live here for the show, and I will give it away to whoever wins it during the show when Todd is with us. So, and we are also, I think, Bareface, we're going to do a show Thursday as well this week, right? Cause, That's correct. Okay, so we're doing another show Thursday, so we're going to be broadcasting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday again this week um, because we're still trying to make up for when we were at the conference and we didn't get to broadcast that weekend. So, come on Thursday, too. It will be more energetic, I'm sure, than this show has been. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, I've got one more scripture to look at, and then we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, and a bow. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Okay. So, stand by, people. I want to look at one more honest prayer of a breaking heart. Probably <laughs> the greatest uh, uh, prayer, a great example for us. And we find that in the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke, chapter, chapter 22, verses 39 through 45. Let's look at this now, shall we? Coming out, he, he that is Jesus, he went out to the Mount of Olives. That is that mountain all opposite of Mount Zion there. Uh, he, so coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives, and you know, as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him, when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Catch that. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. In case you're not aware, that's a medical condition. It's a hematidrosis. That's when blood vessels break inside the skin and, and you know, mingle with the uh, sweat. And, you know, you sweat when you're stressed and when you're extremely stressed those blood vessels can break and you can sweat blood and that's one huge amount of stress verse 45 when he rose up from prayer and he came to his disciples he found them sleeping from sorrow found them sleeping from sorrow this is a guy who's just been sweating drops of blood okay in agony he found them sleeping from sorrow and he said to them, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. So that pattern we saw with David going back when he was overwhelmed, his heart was distressed, uh, he felt his life was crushed to the ground, he prayed earnestly, lifted up his hands, my life is like a thirsty land, or my soul is like a thirsty land. Lord, I need your feeling. Teach me the way to walk. Show, show your will to me. Um, and God, I need more of you. And, and that was his way out of that distress. And we have the example from our Lord himself, the God-man, God incarnate, being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. When he was in agony, sweating drops of blood, his response was to pray more earnestly. And what was part of that prayer? 
Father, if it's your will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Teach me your will, O God, for you I lift up my soul. And here, his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. <laughs> That's the way they dealt with their stress. They, they just slept it off. Oh, life, you know, this is so terrible. What's going on? And I don't know what's going on. And I just, I just sleep it off, sleep my life away. What was his challenge to them? Why do you sleep? Rise up and what? Pray, lest you enter into temptation. Because when you're distressed, when you're weary, you're susceptible to temptation. Uh, weak in the flesh, susceptible to temptations of the flesh. So what's, what's, the, what's the antidote? What's the solution? Rise and pray. Rise up and pray. David lifted up his hands to the Lord. said, Lord... My soul is thirsty like a thirsty land. Fill me up, Lord. Teach me the way in which you should walk. Rise up and pray. So that's my encouragement for all y'all tonight. And it's my encouragement to me as well. And um, so find yourself distressed, overwhelmed. Rise up and pray. And that's, that's the way out of that. Not to sleep, not to sleep it off. Um, there are times when we're physically weary, we need to rest. Yeah, sleep is good. But not, you know, to stay in bed till 2 p.m. And just get up and eat, you know, I gotta go back to bed because I'm so depressed. And, and rise up, get up and walk, rise up and pray. Rise up and pray. Don't lay down, take a drink, you know, and... And just try to escape it all. Rise up from it. Rise up and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. Stace, back to you. Back to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that was great. Super wonderful advice. That was a great study. Bareface. Yeah, it was. Even though lots of people left. They're lost. And fell asleep. But... <laughs> yes. Hey, you know what? If you're here live, good for you. Glad that you're here. You know, hey, I, I don't think you guys realize the power, you know, the, is there a reason you're doing that? What? Putting the cursor all over the screen. Uh, I'm trying, I'm looking for it. There it is. The pointer is probably on the third <laughs> screen somewhere. Yeah, right, well, <clears throat> yep. I'm still here. Had the scope on audio only. Good. Well, I'm glad that you're here. A couple of you stayed. <laughs> About five times as many were in here when I was ranting about racism. Uh, and, you know, I, honestly, it discourages me that so many people leave when the word is being taught. It really does. It's like, you know, my husband teaches God's word super great. And, uh, of course, those of you who stay, you kind of know that. So that's, that's good. But anyway. All right. So we will be back Thursday, Lord willing, uh, for a show. If there is any feedback or information that you want to um, you know, give, feel free to contact us on social media. Most of you are on social media with me. Um, I would ask for prayer for my friend Susie. I'm just going to say her first name is Susie. She was my teacher in 10th grade. Um, and she's fallen very, very ill. She's only 70, which is not old. Especially when you become over 50. That's like, that's not old, right? Right, Danielle? It's not old. Um, but, you know, she's a very special person to me. And uh, I've had a hard day because of uh, I talked to her husband. And she actually sent me a message on Marco Polo a couple months ago and uh, shared some stuff with me. And it, and it felt like she was saying goodbye to me in that message. Um, you know, and I just had some stuff confirmed today. It's kind of like a second mother to me in many ways. So if you just keep her in prayer, her name is Susie. Um, you know, that would be good because she's impacted a lot of people's lives and my life big time. Every year she sends me a, a, a Christmas letter and, um, 
you know, and and has uh, um, can't hear me. How about now? Can you hear me now? Is that better? I didn't turn myself down. Anyway, yeah, every year, you know, since I was a kid, you know, we've kept in touch. And, and anyway, just keep her in prayer. Because um, my heart is heavy because of it. She's in California, too, so it's kind of like I can't go to the hospital and visit her or anything. Not that they would let me in anyway, but, you know, um, yeah. Yep, and thank you guys for praying for Tuggy Bear, our dog. He seems to be doing a little bit better, you know, and keeping uh, those of you who donate, thank you for that. It helps more than you can, you know. <laughs> Randall and I are being just a laugh. We're like, okay, what next? <laughs> we really do need prayer over uh, employment, really, for, for us. We really do. Um, because... Uh, just it just seems like certain doors are shut and even though our heart's desire is to do one thing it, it's not um, you know we're not we haven't figured it out yet you know and we, we would hate to have to end this show to to go and work full-time other places but if it comes to that at this point you know it could so uh, that's not our desire, though. We, we cut it back so we could pursue other things. But, um, yeah, so just keep that in prayer, all right? So we will see you Thursday and uh, look forward to any feedback you have for us. But just keep us in prayer, and we'll talk to you later. And remember to be bold, people. I don't care. Stand up. <laughs> And go with God, people, because he loves you. He really does. And and that's really the best news out there. And what Randall said, you know, pray, uh, pray, and pray. And uh, God rise will take, up and pray. Rise up and pray, and God will take care of the rest. Okay, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>